Well, if you were here last week, I wanted to teach about the woman with the issue of blood, and I promised y'all that I would teach about that this week. So this week is last week's sermon, because <laughs> I didn't get to it last week. We want to have a little bit of humor. We want to have fun in church. Amen. If we're going to come to this church, we're going to have fun here. That's right. We're going to have some fun. We're not uh, stiff-necked, uncircumcised religious people. We believe in Jesus Christ that we're free and free indeed. He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Jesus came that we might be made free, not be put in bondage. Amen? We're no longer in bondage, even to the law. We're not in bondage to the old law. We're not in bondage to any law. We're in bondage to nothing but freedom in Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been made free. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage wherewith Christ has made us free. We're talking about faith today. We're talking about faith that moves, faith that receives from God. And I'm telling you, the grace of God is everything that we need to get us through whatever we're going through right now. It took the grace of God to get us saved, and it'll take the grace of God to get us and make us victorious in this life. So the grace of God is the power of God, and our faith is the connection that hooks to the grace so that we can, our light can shine. On the way to service this morning, I was thinking about a lamp that stands along that has a plug-in on it. If there was a lamp here and there was a plug-in there and the cord was not long enough to get plugged in, we either move the lamp. Some of you ladies know what I'm talking about in your house. It's like, I want that lamp right there, but the plug-in's over here. So we have to get what you call an extension cord. That We might even call that patience. We might even call that a friend. I need three people that'll volunteer just to come up here and I won't, I will not embarrass anybody. Nobody, not everybody. Come on, Amy. You ain't scared. Come on. Come on. Come on, Porsche. You're all right. The longer the extension cord, the better off we can be. Okay. Come on, Amy, get up here. You ain't getting out. Okay. Which one of y'all is God? Which one of y'all want to play God? Me. Me. Yeah. I didn't want to say it. But yeah. Okay. Let's say that's God. Let's say Porsche is a lamp and the cord to get to plug in to God to get his grace is not long enough. Hold, hold her hand. Will you hold her hand? And so these extension cords called friends and patience, you go ahead. Y'all going to have to get closer to God. There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good illustration or not, but the source is God, his grace. What we need is God's grace. And so this light now is plugged in to the source and her light can shine. Okay, she couldn't reach the source. She either has to move closer to God to get the source, or she needs to have some friends that will pray on her behalf, on, on her behalf to get her connected. Everybody with me? Your light shining. 
Her light shining, her light shining. God's light always shines. That's right. Red, you know. <laughs> and so, now, but if we unhook from God, our lights go out. But the good news is we're hooked to God spiritually. So God is everywhere. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. We can always be hooked to God. Y'all can go sit down. Thank you, God, so much. Thank you, <laughs> girls. So that's just a little illustration of when we get hooked up to the source, we can get whatever the source is. God's grace is what we need. The Bible says you're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's the grace of God that saves us, and it's the grace of God that changes us. It's also the grace of God that heals us and delivers us and sets us free and gives us the ability to do what God's called us to do. Sin shall no longer have dominion over us because we're not under the law, but we're under grace. Grace, grace breaks the power of sin has anybody messed up lately? Hey, hey, everybody, look here, we've all messed up. <laughs> we've all messed up, but where our sin did abound, his grace doth. Woo, aren't you glad we serve a God that has more grace than we sin? People, the devil will tell us, well, your sin is going to keep you from God. I'm telling you, God's grace is sufficient. We just need to hook up to him. Amen. That's just a sideshow there. We're going now with the, I'm getting, this week, today, I'm going to get to the woman with the issue of blood. I promise. But, however, on the way there, there's a story that interrupts the woman with the issue of blood. So I want to read out of Mark chapter 5, verse 1. And I have to back up and say that Jesus had just gotten out of a boat and got on land. And as he was coming to this place, a demon-possessed man met him. Don't raise your hand, but there are people that are demon-possessed. That wasn't just in the Bible days. <laughs> don't look right, don't look left. There's people <laughs> that need help, amen? Well, this man that was possessed with uh, demons, not a demon, many demons, one devil, many demons, the long story short is this guy had at least 2,000 demons in him. The story talks about, they said, can we go and enter into the swine? There were some pig farmers up there. It's okay if I talk Oklahoma with y'all they were pig farmers and they were watching the hogs Jesus cast the devils out of this man the and the demons went and entered into the swine it's in the bible y'all gonna read the story tonight when you get home the hogs ran down a steep embankment into the sea and the bible says they were choked they drowned okay these people that were watching the pigs they ran home to the city to tell everybody what just took place. Well, the man that was possessed with the demons came and sat and talked with Jesus. So we're going to pick up on the story here, Mark chapter 5, verse 1. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devils prayed or asked him, asked Jesus, that he might be with him. 
Howbeit Jesus suffered him not or allowed him not, but Jesus said unto him, now listen, this is a guy that was possessed with the devil, wanting to go with Jesus. Jesus said unto him, go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. Here's the good part. Verse 20, and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all men did marvel. What is marvelous is that he went and did what Jesus told him to do. But I want to go with Jesus. Jesus t told me I can't go with him. Most of us got mad, went home. He didn't let me go. We need to learn to do whatever it is Jesus says to do. There's a reason. I'm going to bring some good stuff out, out of the scriptures today, that this man who was previously possessed with demons now is going home to his hometown proclaiming the gospel to his friends. If that had been us, we'd say, Lord, I ain't got no friends. He'd say, go make some. So if you don't have no friends, go make some friends. How do you do that? Show yourself friendly. Take Jesus with you and show yourself friendly to some people, okay? <clears throat> now here we're going to take off in verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there comes one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. He fell at Jesus' feet, and he besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall. She shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and throned him. So get this picture. Jesus just delivered a demon possessed person he gets in a boat goes across gets out and a man meets him immediately saying please come go to my house pray for my daughter she's at the point of death his name was Jairus okay so they're headed out and there's many people now here we're getting to the woman with the issue of blood so Jesus is ministering on his way to ministry he has to minister to some more people I want y'all to know something. On your road that you're walking, there's always going to be ministry. Everybody, listen to me. There's always ministry. This is not just about Jesus preaching the gospel. There's ministry wherever you go. There's going to be people that are demonic. There's going to be people that have friends that are hurting and family that are hurting. And there's going to be, you're on your way. You've got a set schedule. I'm going to Jairus' house to pray for his daughter. But in the meantime, look at verse number 25. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, it's amazing, she was identified with her issue. It didn't say Sally or Susie. It said a certain woman which had an issue of blood. And sometimes, and, this, and she had this for 12 years, the longer we put up with something, the longer we have something that ails us, we get identified with what's ailing us. We become that person that has this issue, the lame man, 
the lepers. You see, all through the scriptures, you, people are identified with their problem. Jesus wants us to be identified with him. Amen. He wants us to lose our old identity and pick up our new identity in him. This certain woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. That's a long time to be sick. Some of us, man, two weeks, like, hey, God, you know, we start blaming God because we didn't get what we asked, and we, didn't, we ain't got it yet. We ain't seeing it, so we blame God, and what our problem is is we may just not be close enough to get plugged in to the source. It got quiet. Am I the only one sometimes kind of gets a little too far away to plug in? <laughs> one good thing about y'all's church, y'all's preachers got as many problems as you do. <laughs> so, see, I don't care if you go out in the community. My preacher, he's got all these problems. I, I'll tell them the same thing about y'all. <laughs> I'll tell on y'all. If y'all tell on me, I'm telling on y'all. How you like that? <laughs> it's fair, isn't it? Well, I don't really have as many problems as y'all do, but <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. This certain woman had this issue of blood. Verse 26, she had suffered many things of many physicians. She went to every doctor she could go to, and she had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. She spent every bit of the money that she had, and I don't know how much money she had, but she didn't have none left when she got through trying to get healed by doctors. I'm not against doctors. Thank God for doctors. Amen. Some of y'all wouldn't be here. I, probably, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for doctors. I had this, what do you call that, gallbladder deal that needed to be removed, and I put it off for about two years. <laughs> and right before I died, they cut that thing out. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like... <laughs> the doctor, thank God the doctor was a, he was a believer. He prayed. He couldn't, they didn't have no pulse. Couldn't find no pulse. I don't know if I even had any before I went over. I don't know, but it was bad. Anyway, some of us hard-headed guys and a few of you women <laughs> wouldn't be here if it wasn't for doctors. So I'm not, this is not a, a cut on doctors. The doctors took her money, but were not able to help her. There's a lot of preachers that'll take your money and it's not able to help you either. So you don't get mad at the doctors. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. Most people are not used to that. Now, I'm, I'm not going to get off on politics because that... <laughs> she had spent all she had and was nothing better but grew worse. Verse number 27. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment for she said this woman with the issue of blood she said if I can but touch his clothes I'll be made whole she said something but back up one verse of scripture said when she had heard of Jesus someone had told this woman about Jesus one of her friends or somebody out on the street 
had, had stopped and talked to her, and I don't know if it was that day. I don't know if it was 12 years ago. I don't know if it was in a doctor's office where she was telling them, I'm out of money. I've done everything I can. I still have this issue. I still have this problem. I'm still sick. Someone told her about Jesus, and it said when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press and said with her mouth, she didn't say, I ain't never going to get healed. I'm broke, and I'm looks like I'm going to die because there ain't no way out of this. She said, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. What are we saying? What do we say out of our mouth? There's no hope. I've tried everything I can. Most of us have tried everything that we can to be made free from whatever would hold us in bondage. I'm here to tell you his grace is sufficient. Today, his grace is sufficient for all of our needs to be met, for all of our problems, for all of our sicknesses, for all of our diseases, for everything that we all go through from time to time. It's God's grace that we need to get plugged into. It's like when she touched the hem of his garment, look here. It says, verse 29, and straightway, immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that was, she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, he turned in the press and said, who touched my clothes? So this woman felt in her body that she got healed, she got touched, and Jesus knew in himself that power had left his body. There was a connection. The light came on. The lamp got close enough to the plug-in and plugged in, and the source got into the light. Y'all with me? The source that she needed was healing, and she got close enough and touched and made the connection to the healer, and she received her healing. The healing was always there. Amen. It wasn't like, okay, today Jesus musters up some healing because she had some faith and he gave her the healing. She came to the healer and got plugged into the healer, which is always the healer, and she received what she had need of, a healing. Amen. Quit seeking healing and start seeking the healer. Amen. There's a difference. Amen. If we'll seek the healer and we get connected with him, we can walk in health. Everybody like health? 3 John verse 2 said, Beloved, above all things, I would that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Our biggest problem is the way we prosper in our mind or the lack thereof, not our lack of our mind, the lack of prosperous in our mind. Some of y'all, yeah, it may be that too. <laughs> our problem is here, what we've heard or what we believe. Thank God someone told her about Jesus and they didn't tell her what I would have told her. I remember when I first started the church that that all that healing stuff was done away with. Anybody ever come to that, go to that church? Anybody else in here go to that church where healing was done away with? One. Nobody, everybody else grew up in a real good church? Two. 
I mean, let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard from a preacher say that healing is done away with? Anybody? Two, three, more, more, five, yeah. So I come from that church, not running that church down. I'm saying this. We hear stuff. If it's not the truth, the truth won't make us free if, if it's not the truth. The truth is what makes us free. Somebody told that lady with the issue of blood about Jesus, and aren't you glad they told her if you can touch the hem of his garment, you'll be healed? I bet she's glad. Now, we could sit here and wonder when that happened, who did it, it don't matter. The whole thing is this, somebody somewhere down the road prior to the day she met Jesus had told her the truth. All it takes is for you to know the truth, for someone to tell you the truth, or for you to go and tell someone the truth, and them to have the truth, come to Jesus, plug into him, and receive whatever the need is. It's really that simple. We say, you know, we talk to people from time to time, and we tell them about Jesus, and they leave, and we think, it's like talking to a rock. Has anybody ever done that? You think they didn't get nothing. But that's not our place to judge whether they got it or not. Our place is to tell them about Jesus. See, our part is somewhere down the road, tell somebody about Jesus, some sick person that needs Jesus, needs healing. We might pray for them and tell them what the word of God says. They may walk off. We may never see them again, but they may have an encounter down the road with Jesus that, that boom, revelation comes on. If I can just touch him, I'll be made whole and they get healed, delivered, set free. We may not never know anything about it, but somebody did their part that I'm not reading about this morning. Hello. See, the, if we leave out some equations here, the person that told her about Jesus, she may have, if she had never heard about Jesus, he may have walked right by her on the road to Jairus' house to pray for his daughter, and she might have just been a spectator instead of participant. I want to get in the middle of this stuff. I want to get what he's got before he passes by. You remember the time that Jesus was walking on water and it said he would have passed them by? Old loudmouth Peter. Hey, dude, if that's you, let me come to you. Jesus, come. Come on. Why would Jesus walk them by, walk by them? They wanted, needed help until somebody plugs in, the light don't come on. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? It's like, well, they're too far from God. They can't plug in. Well, that's why we use the illustration of the three young ladies that are the extension cord, the patience. If you deal with people, you better get you some patience. <laughs> Let me tell this bunch over here too. <laughs> Hey, if y'all deal with people, y'all better get you some patience. Some of y'all want to go like this. Keep your head straight. Nod your head and act spiritual. Yep. We're, we're all dealing with people 
And we need patience. They need patience sometimes with us. <laughs> My wife nod her head, act spiritual. I had to call her out on it, but she finally's like, I'm going to tell you something about my wife. She's got more patience than your wife does. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care who you are. Where was I at before I got interrupted? Jesus just healed this lady. He knew in himself that virtue had gone out of him. His disciples, verse 31, his disciples, a lot like us, they said, you see the multitude thronging thee and say, who touched me? What do you mean, man? Look at all these people. He looked around about to see her that had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before Jesus and told him all the truth. Now get this. She was fearing and trembling. Everybody with me? She, I want you to get this. She was fearing and trembling. There's a scripture that says you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I thought, what's that mean? It's like when you are at your wit's end and you're afraid to do something, go ahead and do it. Do it in fear. So, well, that ain't faith. Well, I'm going to show you next verse. This will help us all right here. Verse number 35. No, I'm sorry. Verse number 33. I'll read it again. I'm, I'm so confused. Could you help me? <laughs> yeah, it's verse 33, right? Maybe if I look up there, they got it going on. The woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. Now, you have to know the law on this deal that under the law, anyone with the issue of blood is deemed unclean and had to stay out of society, could not become a part of society as long as you were unclean. You had to stay away from people just like a leper that had leprosy. They had to holler out. If someone got close to them, they had to holler out, unclean, unclean to warn you not to get close to them like they're warning us today. Don't you get close to them, people. I might bring this into this deal. <laughs> How many diseases did he heal us from? All. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits, who healeth all our diseases, who forgiveth all of our iniquities. How many iniquities have you been forgiven of? How many diseases have you been healed of? That's what the Bible says. And that's what we tell people. And then they go to Jesus and get set free. So if we tell them what the Word of God says. He said unto her, remember she came in fear and trembling. Jesus said unto her, verse 34, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Be made whole of your plague. Did I just read one scripture says she is fear and trembling and the next scripture Jesus said your faith made you whole? It's sort of like a bull rider sitting down on that bull. He's fearful, but he does it in faith. 
See, many of us, many times we've been fearful, fearful and trembling, and, but we can still operate in faith in what I believe God says or what God's going to do for me. I may be afraid to get up in front of people, but I, if I'll just take that step, that step of faith and go ahead and do what God told me to do or what I feel in my heart God's telling me to do, my faith will override the fear and trembling that I'm living in. Amen. You may be full of fear and trembling, but I'm telling you, if you've been hearing the word of God, you got faith and faith is greater than fear. Amen. When the disciples were in the boat and the storm came up and they were all fearful and they were full of fear, Jesus, thank God somebody with faith was in the boat. Jesus steps up and says, peace be still. And the wind ceased and the waves calm. And his disciples said, wow, what manner of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. See, Jesus is alive today. And you know where he lives at? Inside of us. He's in us. It's, there's a scripture that says, I am dead, but I'm alive. See, I'm, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, yet I live, but it's not I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's his faith in me. Let me try to put it this way. Remember the lamp didn't have no light bulb shining till the light bulb got connected to the source, okay? Y'all with me? When you got connected to the source, the source is Jesus. The light comes from Jesus. Without Jesus hooked to us, we ain't got no light. Thank God it's, a, it's like a solar power now because the sun, he's up yonder, but he's right here. Huh? You say, well, I don't, I don't have no extension cord long enough to take me to work. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. As long as you're hooked to the sun, the source, the power's there and the light shines. Amen? Amen. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go and be made whole of your plague. Twelve years she was in that condition. One connection with Jesus Christ set her free. Praise God. While he yet spake, now, now look, we're in this story. We're walking. We just left the demon-possessed man, told him to go. You go to your hometown, tell the people all about Jesus. Then he's on his way to Jairus' daughter's house to pray, or to Jairus' house to pray for his daughter. Gets interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. Takes care of that issue. No pun intended. <laughs> he takes care of that problem. Now, here we go. Verse 35, while he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble us the master any further? And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, be not afraid, only believe. 
there's many times we hear bad word come to us and or you're never going to be able to walk or your your this sickness is greater than you're ever going to be able jesus said stop don't listen don't be afraid only believe don't allow what's being said today get to get in your heart but believe what the word of god says always believe what the word of god says don't believe what they're saying i'm telling you you say, well, that's hard. All that stuff is really going on. I'm telling you, it may all be real everywhere around you. A thousand to fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh your dwelling is what the Bible says. Amen. We need to be saying what God's word says instead of what Dr. Fauci's saying. That's what I'm talking about. Who's Dr. Fauci? I don't know. See, I'm telling you, I know Jesus. I know Jesus, and I'm telling you, Jesus ain't going to lie to you. He's going to tell you the truth. And we need to be in agreement with what Jesus said. If I hook up with him with what he says, I'll have a light that shines. If I don't, I'll be sitting in the darkness saying, I don't know why he don't love me. We've all said it. Well, everybody else seems to be being blessed, but not me. There's a reason. <laughs> you say, what? Murmur, complaining. See, murmuring and complaining is a positive thing in your mind. It, it shows that you think you're going to be there forever. If you find yourself in a problem, don't murmur and complain about it. Start saying what God said about it. I'm coming out of this in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Amen. No weapon formed against me will prosper. You start saying what God's, I'm, I'm the head, I'm not the tail. Sometimes we feel like the tail. Well, I, I won't go no further than that. Just <laughs> we are the head, we're not the tail. We're blessed coming in, we're blessed going out. That's what the Bible says. And that's what God wants us to be in agreement with so that whatever he's saying gets in us and whatever God says is going to produce life, health, healing, happiness, and blessings to us. Amen. Amen. Yeah, but what about all this curse? The curse is out there, but the blessing's in here. If we'll get full of the Word of God and allow the Word of God to flow through us and go tell our neighbors, if we'll do like the man that was demon-possessed, go back home and tell everybody you know about Jesus. All of them. We're not through yet. We got five minutes and I'm not going to relinquish my time. I'm using air bit of it. <laughs> okay? All right. Soon as Jesus heard it, he said, don't be afraid, only believe. And he allowed no man to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and he sees that multitude of people there and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was come in, he said unto them, why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. She ain't dead, she's asleep. Now look what they did. And they laughed him to scorn. 
But when he had put them all out, he takes the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the damsel was. I'm just saying little girl. Where she was lying. And he took the little girl by the hand and said unto them, Talitha which is being interpreted, little girl, I say unto you, arise. Jesus told the little girl, arise. And you know what happened? Verse 42, straightway the little girl arose and walked, for she was of the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with a great astonishment. He's on his way. This is Jesus just walking. You say, yeah, but that's Jesus. But I'm saying, yeah, but Jesus is in us. So while we pass through this life, we'll be dealing with people that are possessed. In the name of Jesus, they come out. Amen. In the name of Jesus, demons come out. I need more amen than that. I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, devils come out. And so we need and we have the name of Jesus to help us with people that need help. Then the people that are sick and dying need Jesus. And we have Jesus in us. Now remember the story began. Jesus sent the man back to the hometown to tell the people. Now, I want to pick up on that before we leave here. In Luke chapter 8, this is the same story about that same demon-possessed man with a, with a look at it from Luke instead of Mark, okay? They were all there. How many of you know if we all go deer hunting, if three or four of us go deer hunting, and I shoot at a deer, I'll tell you it was that big because I didn't hit it. And then my friend that was with me saw the deer ran off, and he goes and tells the story. Yeah, a little old eight-point buck. Yeah. So my point is this, everybody don't tell the same side of the story. There's more to the story than just one person, okay? Luke chapter 8, verse 38, and we'll let y'all go home. Now the man of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him, but Jesus said, go, send him away, saying, return to your home, own home, and show how great things God has done for you. And he went his way, published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. Now look, this verse number 40 is after Jesus returns. This is, so I want to stop you for a minute. You'll understand what I'm saying. Jesus cast the devil out, got in the boat, went across, healed the woman with the issue of blood, raised Jairus' daughter from the dead, then goes back to the town where the demon-possessed man was. Everybody with me on this story now? Verse number 40 says, and it came to pass, that word passes that time I just told you what transpired, that when Jesus was returned, the people greatly received him for they were all waiting for him. I want y'all to read Luke chapter 8 and Mark chapter 5 when you go home between now and next week. Fair enough? That's homework. Wow, just think. This guy goes home, tells his friends, Jesus set me free. I had 2,000 demons in me. I got set free. 
And they knew him because it says that he stayed up in the, in the tombs, in, in, the, in the graveyard. And he didn't have no clothes on. He's naked. He didn't have no, that's what, not having no clothes on, that's what that means. <laughs> Some of them got it over here. He, and, and it's like people didn't hang out with him much. They said they tried to, to tie him down with fetters and chains, and he broke the chains. And people were fearful of him, but they were more fearful of Jesus. When this happened, they came, and it says they were afraid, and they asked Jesus to leave their community after this man got set free. But listen to this. Here's a, I'm over, but it's just a minute. Listen. <laughs> here's, here's the deal. Jesus told the man to go home, tell his friends about what had happened to him. While Jesus goes ahead and does all this other ministry, instead of letting that guy go with him to witness what he was doing, he sent him home. He went and preached. He comes back. When he came back, it said they gladly received him. They received Jesus because of what that man went and told them. They was afraid. Now they're ready to receive what Jesus has. I'm telling you, the world is full of fear, but they're looking for somebody just like you to come tell them exactly what Jesus did on your behalf. Your story may not be as dramatic as the guy with 2,000 demons, but what if you just had 10 demons? <laughs> Oh, that's funny, man. I'm, I have more fun up here just watching y'all's expressions. Some people go like, he thinks I got devils? I don't think that much. <laughs> Some of y'all looked at your spouse, and I thought, yeah, it's them that, it's them. <laughs> the way you look at them tells me a whole lot about what's going on there. So I really recommend you guys keep that face kind of like, that. Is that fair enough? Okay, everybody understand that people get set free, delivered, lights go out. I mean, stuff <laughs> happens all the time. Lights come back on. I mean, things happen in life. As you're walking through life, things are going, and that was not staged, I promise you. <laughs> but things happen. So listen, God wants us to tell them what he did for us. Plain and simple, bottom line. Can you do that? Now, read Mark chapter 5 and Luke chapter 8 before you come back next week. If you don't read it, I ain't going to be mad at you because I may not even talk about that next week. But you'll remember, you'll, <laughs> you'll see all that stuff that I talked about that I didn't read. You'll think, well, it was sort of like that. My story is sort of like the Bible. <laughs> That's the way y'all's story is too. But if you'll just tell your story sort of like the Bible, people will get a hold of it. And when Jesus returns, they'll gladly receive him. Let me pray. Praise God. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this group of people, Lord. Thank you for faith that will step out of our fear to receive everything that you have for us. I pray, Lord, that we take your gospel to this world that needs you. Father, that we step out on faith and just do like the man that was delivered. Just go tell our story to them. And in doing so, Father, many will be set free. Just someone told the woman with the issue of blood 
about Jesus. And it prompted her to step out in faith. Out of her fear and trembling, she stepped out and received what you had for her all along.